0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. As you'll hear in today's episode, therapy has given me so many tools to help me rewire my negative thought patterns and choose better thoughts. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and 3 and 30 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelpcom 3 in 30. That's B E T T E R H E L slash 3 in 30. Welcome to 3 in 30. A podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30 minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Tis the season of shopping, am I right? I live in a small town in Idaho with very few local shopping options so most of my holiday purchases are made online. I honestly don't know what I would do without these online shopping options because my nearest good-sized mall is about two and a half hours away. So the stacks of delivery boxes really pile up on my doorstep during this time of year and that can feel a little embarrassing but I have to say that envisioning this online purchasing process that I am so familiar with did help me a lot as I prepared for today's episode. In this episode, Emily Ricks, a certified Christian life coach and mom of four, walks us through a very clever metaphor for how our brains are a lot like amazon.com and how we can order more joy in our lives as we become more aware of the automatic processes happening inside of our brains. Emily is one of my oldest and dearest friends going way back to middle school, and I can't wait for you to hear her explain this metaphor that feels all the more timely because it's the time of year when many of us have been doing a lot of online shopping. Here's our conversation about how to shop your mind to choose joyful thoughts. Let's go. Emily, my friend, I am so glad to have you here on 3 and 30. Thanks for having me. I am overjoyed to be here. Well, as I just said in that introduction, we have known each other for over 25 years, and you have always been such a force for good in my life. And it's thrilling for me to be able to share that with the 3 and 30 community. You've always brought so much insight and wisdom to me, and that was long before you were certified to do it. So now you have the certification as a Christian life coach. And tell us a little bit about that, particularly as it relates to what we're going to be talking about today on our episode.
1: Yeah, so... As a coach, I work with women who want to reduce feelings of stress, guilt, inadequacy, worry, and overwhelm. And so through one-on-one coaching, I help them become aware of their thinking and really envision what matters most to them and then exchange distressing thoughts for ones that create joy. Hmm. So some people call it thought work. That's a lot of what we do. And just really becoming aware, like what am I thinking and what emotions is that creating in my life? And then being able to observe compassionately myself and say, what emotions do I want to be creating? I can empower myself here and I don't have to judge myself and criticize myself, but I can learn what's going on. So that's really the beauty of what I love to help women do is become aware of their thinking and then become empowered to say, oh, actually, I want to be thinking thoughts that help me speak to my kids in a loving way, or I want to be thinking thoughts that help me to you know, have an abundance mentality or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So yeah, what I want to talk about today is how to unsubscribe from a distressing thought inside of your mind. That's my passion. That's what I love helping my kids do, helping myself do, helping my husband do, but also you know, my clients.
0: Yeah. Well, I love what you said there about how the first step is even just awareness of your thoughts. I think for so many years, it was just like a soundtrack going in the back of my mind that I wasn't aware of. And I wasn't aware of how much it was affecting me. And it wasn't until I went to therapy that I started realizing, Oh, I have some control over this. There's tools to help me change the soundtracks that are going in my mind. And I love that you've brought today this metaphor of sort of Amazon of our mind.
1: Yeah. After all the things that I have learned about thought work, the metaphor that just works for me on so many levels is I call my brain mindazon.com. So basically, the idea here is that your brain is this marketplace and it doesn't sell batteries and vacuum filters and books and whatever else you buy on Amazon. Your brain sells thoughts. Mm. And so you are the customer. And every day you're in there clicking around. You search for thoughts, you browse through thoughts, and then you click on the ones that you want to believe. And what's fascinating is if you think about it, so you have your own mind is on account, right? Your own little password. Cause when I go into Amazon, it knows me and it'll like recommend stuff to me that like it knows that I have a daughter who's the right age for this size of dress, or it knows that these are the kind of books that I read, you know, like I'll see in there, like a prayer journal. And I'm like, how do they, oh, because I totally love that stuff. Like they know <laughs> me. And so our brains are the same way. And so you have like, imagine a purchase history and a browsing history and you have subscribed to thoughts because when you believe it long enough, your brain is like, hey, let me help you out. You don't actually even have to purposely click on this thought. I'm just going to send it to you. So 90% of the thoughts you're thinking today are just repeats from yesterday because that's what your brain knows. It's like, oh, these are the products that this person orders. So we're just going to keep recommending these unless we're told otherwise, right?
0: Yeah, and I think biologically, there's brain research to support that, that like your neural pathways are developed in a way that they get deeper so that it's easier for those synapses to connect, you know? So yes. the thoughts that you think, your brain will continue to think those over and over because it's harder for your brain to change and create a completely new neural pathway. And so it's going to do what's easy because that conserves energy. And so you're right. We have to like consciously unsubscribe and create new pathways in our brain. And you're going to teach us how to do that. So what is your first takeaway? So the first takeaway, if you want to unsubscribe,
1: this is like, I realize I'm clicking on this thought all the time and I want to not be clicking on it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the click. I want to unsubscribe, right? Not to say it's an immediate like ultimately, you know, you click it and then you'll never think that thought again. But the unsubscribe is I want to be in there making conscious choices about this thought, not just Mm. letting it play on auto. Um, so the first takeaway, if you want to do that is to use your emotions as clues. Mm. And what I mean by that is to get curious and to start to see the connection between the thoughts that you think and the emotions that you experience. So like, if you feel worried then there's a worrisome thought that you clicked on and your mind is on. You ordered it. If you feel really stressed out, there's a stressful thought that you attach to. You've clicked on it. You've probably clicked on it a thousand times and you think it's the truth, but maybe it's not. So here's my favorite. If you use your emotions as clues, you've got to picture your emotion as a delivery person from mindison.com. Okay? Mm -hmm. So here's my example. like If you're feeling, let's say, really overwhelmed, then you imagine that you see a mind is on truck in front of your house and the delivery man who just rang your doorbell is wearing like an official mind is on uniform. He's got a little hat and he has a name tag and it says emotions department, Mr. Overwhelm. (laughs) (laughs) And so usually your first instinct is going to be like, get away. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you bringing me packages. I hate feeling overwhelmed. I don't like you. But if you choose instead to get curious and you say, Hey, old pal, Mister Overwhelm. We know each other so well. Thanks for always bringing me packages. Can you <laughs> can you give me some details about that last delivery? Like, what was in there? What did I click on? And so this is funny. I like to think of him like, okay, so he scrolls through his official mind is on tablet, and he's like, oh yeah, your your last order was for the thought. I'm not doing enough. I need more hours in a day. <laughs> Looks like you've been subscribed to that one for uh, about two decades. <laughs> And so then I might say to him, Oh, two decades. Wow. Interesting. Well, so can you stop bringing that thought to me? I don't want that thought. And he would say, well, sorry, ma'am. You'll have to contact the thought department because I only deliver whatever's loaded onto my truck. I'm just Mm -hmm. delivering the thought. That's my job. And then I could say, you know, you're right. I do feel really overwhelmed when I feel like I need more hours in a day. And I can't actually get any more hours in a day. So that's just like kind of a futile game, isn't it? Huh. Thanks for the information, Mr. Overwhelm. I appreciate that. Right? Mm -hmm. And so you could do this with any emotion. You can imagine it as a delivery person. And then instead of avoiding your feelings, which is very common, many humans like to do that. So if we avoid it, it's like, oh, I have this yucky feeling. And so I need to go do something else, or I need to distract myself, or I need to eat food, or I need to do something because I don't like how I feel. Or we argue with our emotions, which is like, I shouldn't be feeling jealous. I should be happy for this person. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, if someone, if a delivery person came to your door and you were like, you shouldn't be delivering this package. They're like, okay.
0: (laughs) They're like, you ordered it and I'm bringing it to you. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: I just love the idea of imagining my emotion as a delivery man or delivery woman and, and kind of going, Hey, thanks for doing your job. That's really useful to me. And I'd like to get some more information from you. What are the thoughts that are on your truck? What other thoughts do you deliver to me? Just to get curious and investigate your thinking instead of being afraid of your emotions. Like I imagine Mm. um, if a mind is on delivery guy came and you're like, oh no, he's coming. And then you like ran and hid in your bed. Like that's (laughs) totally how sometimes we approach our emotions. We're like, oh, I don't want to feel that way. I got to run. When If you run, they're just going to keep ringing your doorbell over and over and over. And so it's really so much more useful to say, hey, I see you, Mr. Sad. Let's talk about this. Yeah. What's going on?
0: And talk about like, why am I getting this package? And he's like, oh, it's because of the thought department. And you're like, oh, so I need to go back to the root. I need to go and rethink what I am ordering go back to my thoughts and figure those out so that these emotions don't arrive as a result of the thoughts that I'm having. Yes. I love the personification of thoughts in this metaphor. It reminds me of, have you ever heard the Mr. Min collection? No. No. It's an audio book that's narrated by Jim Dale who narrates Harry Potter. Oh,
1: yeah, we love him,
0: yeah. And so it's like all of these different emotions, they're characters in the story and he does all these funny British accents for them. And so oh, how that's what yeah. I picture as you know these mind is on delivery people. And it also, when you think about it that way, it does almost make it almost funny. Like you can laugh at yourself yes. and envision this delivery man and be like, why am I subscribing to this thought again? And just yes. get curious instead of, beating yourself up and thinking, I, I'm not supposed to be overwhelmed. And why do I, you know, it's just getting curious and inviting it in and thinking about it and thinking about what you want to do with the information that your emotions delivering to you and how you want to change.
1: Totally. Yeah. One of my very favorite quotes, this is from Byron Katie. She says, any stressful feeling is like a compassionate alarm clock that says, sweetheart, take a look at what you're thinking right now. Mm. And so instead of being frustrated with my really strong emotions, I find that with the mindset that my emotions are useful as clues to me, I'm thankful. Oh my gosh, thank you. Mr. Angry, because you helped me uncover this thought that I'm believing that causes me to resent my children. (laughs) I don't want to believe that thought anymore because it isn't true. And so instead of being upset with the emotion and wishing it would go away, I'm like, thank you so much for signaling to me that I've got something
0: to clean up in my mind. Yeah. So that's a beautiful idea. That's such a powerful shift. Let's pause for a few minutes to thank this episode's sponsors. First, this podcast is sponsored by I Believe in Me. If you are looking for a last minute holiday gift for your preteen daughter, give her a gift that will help build her confidence for the new year and all year long. I Believe in Me is an online membership program for middle school girls ages 11 to 13 to help them build strong minds and strong hearts. This is basically life coaching for girls, and it's amazing. As a parent, you purchase a monthly subscription for your daughter, and then she can log in each week to view the 15 to 20-minute lesson on an important life topic. Some episode topics include what to do when your feelings get hurt, how to react to failure, developing good morning and evening routines, cultivating gratitude, fighting against negative self-talk and thoughts, developing study skills, and so much more. On top of these weekly 15 to 20-minute episodes about life skills, Girls have access to a library of bloom videos, which are three to four minute tutorials on topics they might be interested in, such as fashion, beauty, healthy lifestyle, and holiday fun. This would be a unique and incredibly meaningful holiday gift for your preteen daughter that will bless her with skills that will not only make her middle school experience more positive, but will enrich her social and emotional intelligence into adulthood. If you sign up today, click on Holiday Packaging, and you will receive a special gift this week to wrap and put under the tree. Go to bloomfully.com to find out more. That's B-L-O-O-M-F-U-L-L-Y.com to find out more. This podcast is also sponsored by Apostrophe. As 2021 is coming to an end, I've started thinking about my New Year's resolutions. I'm not someone who sets crazy high goals, but rather just uses this time of year to focus back in on the basics, such as recommitting to taking my vitamins, getting enough sleep, and washing off my makeup at the end of the day. We all want to take better care of ourselves in the new year, and an important part of self care is taking care of your skin. And that's why I'm so excited to partner with Apostrophe. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, noticing signs of aging, or looking to even out your skin tone, Apostrophe will help you get glowing skin this new year. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. As a sponsor of 3 and 30 Apostrophe has offered a special deal for our audience, Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash 3 and 30 when you use our code 3in30. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash 3in30 and click begin visit. Then use our code 3in30 at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash three and 30 and use that code three and 30 to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5 and we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. And that I think leads really well into your second takeaway. So what is your second takeaway for us?
1: Okay, so my second takeaway, if you want to unsubscribe from a distressing thought in your mind is on dot The next thing to do is to give your thoughts product reviews. And this is really fun. So like on Amazon, right? If you buy something, then you can rate it. And you could be like, the delivery was late, or it came in a cruddy package, or it wasn't the right size, or like, you know, I was looking for a Mandalorian costume for my son for Halloween online, and like, we found one that looked good, and like, total one-star reviews. They were like, this is so expensive and it's a piece of junk and all this stuff. So I was like, oh, that's really helpful, right? It's
0: It's really helpful
1: (laughs) to look at something and see the review. And so I love in this mind is on metaphor, the idea that I can give my thoughts product reviews, right? So what you would do, assuming that you've used your emotions as clues and you've been able to identify an actual thought that you can articulate, there may be 12 thoughts that are leading to the emotion that you're feeling, but maybe you've zeroed in like, okay, I'm feeling like the overwhelmed one. I don't have enough hours in a day. That's the thought that I'm attaching to. And the emotion that that creates for me is that I feel super stressed and like, I got to cram it in and I'm mad at anybody who's in my way. So if that's the thought, then you consider your entire customer experience in mindison.com. You've ordered it. It gets delivered to you by an emotion. You open it, you open the box that it comes in, right? And then you take some action. Whatever's in the box, you do something with it. And so you consider that and then you give it a product review. You say from one to five stars, how joyful is this thought for me? The things that I feel, the things that I do, the way that I treat other people when I'm thinking this thought, how joyful is that for me? Some people call this challenging the thought, because you can't Mm. actually challenge an emotion. We try to, but really what you challenge is the thought that creates the emotion. Interesting. So, we hold it up to the light. You take the thought and you go, okay, let's examine it, right? How true is this thought? From like a Christian perspective, you might ask, how does it line up with scripture? Hmm. Right? You know, like for example, if you believe that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, he gives us a spirit of power. Well, when I'm feeling afraid, I'm like, oh, maybe something's off here, right? Because it's not lining up with scripture. Okay. And the next question is, in what ways is this thought untrue or distorted? Mm. Uh, What actions do I take when I open the box this thought comes in? And how much joy does this thought bring to my life? Does this serve you? Does it make you feel joyful? Does it bring joy to your family? If it doesn't, you don't have to order it. Totally. A million thoughts you could click on instead.
0: Yeah. And so then what do you do? If you realize, okay, I don't want to order this thought anymore, what's the next step?
1: Well, that is just such a great question. So here's the other Amazon part of that. So once you've identified, gosh, this thought isn't serving me. It is causing anxiety or frustration or whatever. Then it's when you can start using the search bar in your mindazon.com account and you can type into the search bar what it is you want, right? Because if you think mm-hmm. about it, if you just browse on Amazon, it's just going to recommend to you the type of stuff you've always clicked on. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, I'm in charge of this event and I need 75 of this particular binder or, you know, whatever it is you need to order. You just type that in and then that's what comes up and that will overpower the other suggestions that Mind gives to you because
0: you're like, no, I want this. I know specifically what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is your takeaway number three, right?
1: Yeah. So takeaway number three is tell your brain what you are looking for. Mm -hmm. You've identified what you don't want, what's not serving you, what's not bringing you joy. And so, yeah, I mean, I love to kind of ask, what are you looking for? What kind of thoughts do you want your brain to be delivering to you? Mm. And I think in order to know the answer to that, it can be really helpful to just picture for you, for your family, for your situation, what does joy look like? You know, if you want to be ordering thoughts that are going to create joy, it's useful to define that a little bit. For me, joy is being unhurried. I don't feel joyful when I'm in a hurry and I don't treat people very well when I'm in a hurry. So that's part of my description of joy is like, I know we have time. We're okay. Or maybe joy feels like excited or joy feels motivated or it feels focused or it feels right. Like whatever joy feels like for you as you define that. Then you can be typing that into your search bar in Mind is on to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. These are the kind of emotions that I want to feel. And so help me find thoughts that are gonna create those.
0: Mm. And as you work with women, I mean, I'm sure you've worked with some women that are pretty entrenched in their patterns. Mm-hmm. And for good reason, that because of everything we talked about with the brain science and everything, there, it's completely normal to be entrenched for a while how do you retrain your brain? It's one thing to just tell your brain, I want thoughts that are like this. But how do you make that like an actual daily practice? How do you coach women to get new thoughts and to make that part of them?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. And I think there are lots of elements to it. I think one thing that's really empowering is to find out like What is the beautiful, wonderful thing behind that thought that does have a distortion or that is kind of creating that negative emotion, but like, what does it mean about you? Right. So like, let's say you've got somebody who is like, I just have all this negative self talk all the time about like my weaknesses. And the things that I'm not doing well or my body size or whatever it is that's like so distressing, right? And all day long, it's like, you know, you don't look good in your pants or you're not the kind of mom that you should be or whatever these negative thoughts are. And it's like, okay, but what does that actually show about you that's amazing? Oh, it shows that I have high standards and it shows that I care about doing things well. It shows that I want to improve and I believe that I can. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, that's really exciting, right? And so maybe here's the way of saying it. It's maybe a smaller shift than we realize when you unsubscribe from a distressing thought. Oftentimes it's not like, well, I'm just going to abandon everything I used to believe and embrace this new thing, it's just like a tiny, tiny adjustment that maybe Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more compassionate, or it's just a little bit more understanding, or you get a little bit more information about what your child is actually struggling with. And instead of feeling frustration for them, you now are feeling compassion and connection. Mm. And so I think maybe it feels really overwhelming and scary if it's like, I have to do a complete bathroom remodel of my brain Mm. When in fact, it might just be the tiniest, tiniest little shift.
0: Yeah. One day at a time. I love that idea of looking for what's behind the thoughts. That's beautiful. Women will tell me that they have no idea what they want, Mm. that they've lost this ability to dream and to desire and that they're just like, where do I even start? And I'll tell them, look at your resentments because your resentments are often a window to your desires. So, that's like a really negative, distressing feeling to feel resentful that your husband gets to go out and play golf with his friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's the desire there? The desire is maybe that you want to have more time with your friends or that you want some alone time to pursue whatever it is that you're passionate about. And so then you start to acknowledge the desire and build that into your life instead of just sitting in the ruminating in the resentment, if that makes sense. Totally. And that's what you're saying, right? Is like, look okay. at that. Your distress over your child's behavior is really because you really care about them and you really want what's best for them. But the thought you're thinking right now is not accomplishing that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so how do you reframe that slightly to support them with a better thought and a better way of thinking about them?
1: Absolutely. And I love that because kind of back to the first takeaway, use your emotions as clues. Mm. So they can be clues to help you find the thought, They're also clues to help you know your needs and your Mm -hmm. emotions are useful, right? If you're like feeling really burned out, maybe that's a clue that you're not saying no to some things. Maybe you should say no to or whatever. So it's not just like, okay, use your emotions as clues and find the thought. I mean, it's a nice procedure to talk about with mind is on, but I think It's much bigger than that. It's more expansive. Your emotions have so much to offer about your wants, about your needs, about your struggles, about Mm. your passions, about any of those things. So they're just, it's useful.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us about how this process of feeling your emotions and acknowledging your thoughts and sort of retraining your thoughts has blessed you as a mother? Yes, totally.
1: So I'll share like a little in the trenches kind of story about... How I applied this one time. Mm-hmm. So it was spring break for us in the middle of COVID, and we had this giant snowstorm in Colorado. It was like, I don't know, probably six feet. But it was a ton. And so we weren't going anywhere because of the snow, and we weren't going anywhere because of COVID, and we weren't going anywhere because we just weren't going anywhere, right? And so it was in the trenches, motherhood. And I remember it was Wednesday, which is usually when we do weekly jobs. And I was like, okay, from 10 to 11, everybody's going to clean the house. And at least I'm going to get the house clean because, you know, that's just like what's so important to me. 10 to 11, everybody's going to do their jobs and we're going to get a clean house. And of course, something came up and this happened and whatever. And so that time kind of got sabotaged. And little by little, I like felt my temperature rise, right? Like, you know, when you're getting like super frustrated about something. And so I don't remember all the details. I remember my daughter had a duffel bag in the car that had like a wet towel in it and I found it and I was like really mad. You know, like no I can't know, believe she didn't it. Up I asked her yesterday to do it and whatever. <laughs> I do remember stomping into the house and being like, Alexa, turn off the music. You know, like I was like, nobody's having joy while we're doing chores because I, you know, anyway, I was <laughs> upset. And so I lectured my daughter about this wet towel and she kind of went upstairs and I created this gross environment in my home. Right. And then, <laughs> So this is what this looks like in the real life to apply some of these principles. So then I start stomping around in the kitchen and I'm cleaning up dishes and doing whatever. And then I just started laughing. (laughs) So I was like, Emily, listen to yourself. Like, what are you doing? But then I also became compassionate and I was like, what's really going on here? I don't think this is about a wet towel. There's got to be something else. You know, that compassionate alarm clock, right? Sweetheart, take a look at what you're thinking. So I kind of like put on my coach hat and like coached myself and was like, okay, what's really happening for you? Mm -hmm. And as I took a couple of deep breaths and then I went, oh, I've been here before. This is the emotion I feel when I'm trying to control things that I can't actually control. And I mean, that's like the story of my life. I want to control everything. And then I get frustrated when I can't. And I have teenagers now. So I'm like really learning this lesson as many times as it takes to come to the realization that there's no joy in trying to control something that you can't control. But I realized I'm like, I can't control the pandemic. I can't control all the things that are happening in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I also can't control my children because I wanted to have the house clean so that I could at least control one thing. Right. So I realized it, I had done some written down thought work on that whole process before. So it was easier in that moment to realize like, oh, I visited this thought. I've given this thought a product review. I know it's not something I want, but here it is. And then I said, you know what I have control over right this minute? I can go apologize to my daughter and I can go let her know that this isn't about a wet towel. This is about a global pandemic that's squeezing me. And that's okay. It's okay that that came out. And so three of my kids were home at the time. So I gathered them into my room and we sat on my bed and I just put my arms around them. And I said, you want to know something? I am feeling a little bit out of control and it's hard for me. And I miss having friends and I miss having things on the schedule. And there's a lot of things that make life feel meaningful that have been totally canceled. And that's been hard for me. But you guys are the last people that I want to be upset with because what we have right now is each other. And that was the most amazing shift because, you know, I start crying, then they all are like hugging me and we're having this amazing moment. And then we went around and they each shared like, yeah, this is what's been hard for me. And this is what I'm struggling with. And we were able to have this beautiful, joyful, emotionally, I don't know how to even describe it, but it was just such a beautiful shift in the spirit of our home because I was able to identify and be compassionate with myself. Oh, I'm thinking something off here. And if I can shift that, then I can connect with my kids and this is going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, what a beautiful story. And I love that it wasn't a story that you saved yourself from the emotion before it happened by doing the thought work. Right. You know, I think that we think like, oh, I'll get this down and then I will just never mess up and I'll never yell at my kids because I'll always be in control of my thoughts But that's not it. Like you said in that story, because you have these tools, you were able to recognize what was happening even after it had already happened. And then you were able to go back and address it and repair, which John Gottman says actually strengthens relationships when you repair. And so the goal of this work isn't to be perfect. It isn't to never subscribe to a negative thought, but it's to have the ability to look at your thoughts and make decisions about how you want to proceed and how you want to repair those relationships and how you want to allow your kids to have their emotions as well, which you did in that example of then giving them the chance to share how they were feeling. And so that is what's so powerful about this thought work. And I'm grateful that you shared such a detailed example of what that looks like in family life to really do this work.
1: And as you're saying that, I just feel like what is important to me, I think sometimes life coaches get a little of a bad rap because it's like, when you just think everyone should be happy all the time. And if I'm talking about joy, which I love to talk about, it's like, to me, joy does not mean that we avoid negative feelings, and we only feel happy feelings. So that's like not what it means at all. It means we embrace all of the feelings at such a deep level and with awareness and compassion that all emotions eventually turn to joy when we understand them and when we feel them. And that's what I think is so cool, is that it's not like, Well, I just need to make sure I don't feel these things. It's how can I use all of that to connect with the people that I love and to do the things that matter the most to me?
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. It it reminds me of kind of like an alchemy process where like things turn to gold. Even Mm -hmm. these hard, hard experiences, these hard emotions can be turned to gold. And I really appreciate the work that you do. And I would love for you to tell listeners a little bit more about how you can help them and where they can find you if they want more guidance and support. Yeah,
1: so right now what I am doing as a life coach is one-on-one coaching. I love that space. It's so intimate and it's so individualized. And so if you're listening to that and you're like that sounds like something I want to do, you can go to emilyrickscoaching.com and you apply for a discovery call. And so we have a free 30-minute call where I would just talk with you about what you want to get out of coaching and find out if it really is a fit for you and then we would start doing sessions together. And yeah. I love the actual sessions are so amazing and rewarding. And usually there's one moment in a session where there's kind of the big aha. That's Mm. like, oh, that, that's what I needed to hear. That's what I was thinking in a way that I can now shift. And I also provide email support in between sessions. And sometimes as a client is journaling or thinking through something, there's also a lot of breakthroughs. And so I just, I love that process of the transformation of how we think about life. Yeah. Things that used to feel scary and overwhelming are now something that we can face, or problems that seemed insurmountable become blessings. And yeah. it's just a beautiful transformation.
0: Well, and I have to say, as your friend for so many years, I've seen you do this throughout your whole life. Like I said, before it was ever like a certified thing you were doing, you've done this for me for decades and we've done it for each other, I think. And so I so value your friendship. I'm so grateful that you could be here today. And I'm so grateful to know that you're now doing this for other women out there. So I encourage women to reach out to Emily if they need more support. She's also created a recap of these three takeaways in like a PDF format that you can fill out and work through and how can they get that freebie from your website
1: um yeah that's also at emily ricks coaching.com and um i think also in the show notes you can put a link directly to that pdf guide
0: yeah so it'll be these three takeaways for you Uh to download and then you can get in touch with emily for more support so thank you em so much for coming on three and 30 it was so fun thanks for having me okay wasn't that fun Emily's personification of thoughts and emotions really helps me visualize what's going on inside my head, so I can decide what I want to work on to change my patterns. I hope it does the same for you, and let me recap Emily's three takeaways for you. First, use your emotions as clues. Get curious and ask questions so you can start to see the connection between the emotions you are experiencing and the thoughts that preceded that emotion. Remember, your emotion is simply delivered because of the thought that you ordered. Second, give your thoughts product reviews. Rate each thought from 0 to 5 based on the emotions it makes you feel and how much it serves and blesses your life. This allows you to challenge the thought that creates the emotion so you can choose a different thought next time if you want to. And third, tell your brain what you are looking for. If you want to find thoughts that create joy, it's best to define that. What does joy feel like for you? This can be totally unique. And remember, in order to figure out what you want for your life, it can help if you look at your resentments, because your resentments are often a window to your desires. As you finish up your actual shopping this holiday season, I hope you have this mindazon.com metaphor running through your head so you can choose the thoughts that serve you and unsubscribe from those that don't. For those of you who are celebrating Christmas this week, Merry Christmas. And for all of you listening, I'm thinking of you. I'm grateful for you. And I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.